I'm Brandy. And I'm Renee. And welcome to Besties Podcast. Okay, so I want to know your thoughts about this. I have a gentleman friend that is, um, he's pretty cool. He's in his 30s. He has a five-year-old daughter that he loves and adores. And um, he was irritated one day. He called me just kind of wanting to vent about something that had took place regarding his daughter and his daughter's mom. And he basically got a message from the daughter's mom saying that she wanted to talk to him about how he feels about their daughter calling her husband dad or Mm. even a nickname related to dad, like pops or, you know, papa, whatever, anything related of dad. It's a concern because daughter is kind of conflicted so when she's in the household with the mom and her stepfather you know the mother kind of wants her to call him of somewhat of a dad you know like it's okay to call him dad or papa or a nickname or something like that when he gets when she gets over to her actual father's house the biological father he prohibits that he's like no 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 you I am your father you shouldn't be calling him dad. I don't want to hear anything about that. You call him by his name or address him as Mr. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. anything of the word dad related to your stepdad. I'm your father. And like wow. I said, she's five years old. So, you know, it is causing a little bit of friction um, between he and the, you know, his daughter's mom. And I'm just like, okay, I kind of, you know, it wasn't advice really because I see it both ways. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see where if you are a father that's not in your child's life, okay, it's probably a little bit easier for your your husband, um, you know, to for your daughter to call your husband or whatever, you know, dad or something like dad. Right. And she's five. And I keep bringing up that she's five, I said, because I think it's a little bit different when maybe you get married and your your daughter, your child, it doesn't have to be a, jo- a daughter, but your child in general is of age, like in their teens, and you get married. Right. You know, I think it's a little bit different, and you address them as, you know, Mr. such and such, or, you know, even their name, just as long as it's something respectful, um, unless until you feel comfortable calling them that. I think it's, for some reason for me, I just think it's different in their teens um, mm-hmm. versus when they're young. I don't know why. That's my personal opinion, because the, the child – sees that particular father, well, the, the stepfather every day, you know, she, yeah, her, her father comes and gets her, um, you know, it's no friction there whatsoever. He, he sees her and everything like that, um, helping out with school, but she's not with the biological father every day. She's in the household with the stepdad and the mom every day. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like she's scared. I'm not going to say scared, but it's almost like she knows that, when she's in the presence of her real father, she stops in her tracks because he kind of gives her that look like, you better not say dad or papa such and such. Don't say it. Right. You know, don't even say that around me. And I'm like, I don't like that. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit because it's like, okay, I feel that she's conflicted and confused. She's only five. If she feels yeah. comfortable saying that, I'm like, okay, I don't see why it's that bad because her her mom is married. I would think it would be a little bit different if it was just a boyfriend or a random boyfriend or something like that, or they haven't been in a relationship that long. Then I could be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I could kind of see actually be married. Right. It's been a, a few years, and she's been together with this person, you know, on and off 
um, you know, from the past, and then they got married. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, I don't see that he really has an issue with that. So it just brings up the question, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> Man, that's a tough one. Yeah, because like you said, like you can see both sides. So I'm not going to say I necessarily have an answer. Maybe I'll just bring up a que- a couple of different, I guess, perspectives or something to mm-hmm. just open the doing. conversation, you know, because yeah. I don't know if there's a definitive answer for it per se. Um, but I do agree that I think it, it definitely the, the age plays a big role in it. Um, right. And and I'll say also the fact that they are married versus just, you know, a fly-by-night dude that's just coming in and out of her life, but this is someone that she is committed to, and they've committed to one another to build a household mm-hmm. and a family. So I can see from that perspective. And, again, like, she is five years old. Um, right. So, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> hard because, you know, it's kids see hard. you every single day, and you have a relationship, and you're building that with this other person. So, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be normal for most children to start to have some type of nickname or something for the person that is that they see on a daily basis and not right. negating from the fact that they have a biological father who is in their life but it, or, or mother because the roles could be reversed, mm-hmm. um, you know, not negating that at all, but it's just that you're five years old. And, exactly. And so it's, I think it's almost natural that she does that, you know? Right. That's what I was saying. And I even flipped it just to see because you never know. It could be tension between the daughter's um, mom and the new husband. So I flipped it on him. I asked the question. I said, well, what if you were dating someone and you were going to the next level and you got married? And I said, you know, your child is over your house, and now that you're married and she wants to call your wife, mama, you know, I just said Cece or something. I was like, well, she wants to call her mama Cece or mama or something like that, a little nickname. I said, how is that? He's like, no, that's disrespectful to her mom. I'm like, what? (laughs) He's he's not having it. Okay. He's not having it whatsoever. I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, so he just feels that if, his way of thinking was that if the parent is mm-hmm. active in their life, um, mm-hmm. the child has no right to call the, I guess you could say, like the newcomer, the step parent, um, like mother or mom or dad or anything like that. That's that's his feelings towards it. If they're in their life, if they're present and doing what they're supposed to do in their life, they shouldn't be calling the step parent dad or mom. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it brings out a lot of things. Okay, well, for one thing I do like about this is that um, the his ex or his the the mom actually mm-hmm. took the time to come to him mm-hmm. um, to even have that conversation. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a yeah. um, that's a that's a that's a, a a good thing that she did that. You know what I'm saying? To even have that conversation. And not that she necessarily had to per se, but um, that she did that. So I, I like how she at least tried to address the issue. I'm curious and interested to see, like, what kind of conversation she and her husband had about it, you know, um, and what yeah. they feel about it. Now, that would be kind of interesting, too. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, you know, um, just – 
seeing, you know, even in um, some of um, my family members and just um, children and aunts and nieces and nephews and just family in general, you see all these, these different mixes of different types of family units mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you have a lot of that going. So it's hard because I've, I've heard yeah. people say, well, you know what, as a, um, and, and it's looking more from the male perspective that if, if you allow your child or if you have a child and that child is living with the mom and the husband, then you've kind of lost the rights in a sense to have any say so because there's another male in that house who is mm. dictating what's going on um, mm. because they are the head of their household. And so it should be them making the decisions and you're no longer privy to that. Mm. I've heard that. Ouch. <laughs> I know, Ouch. right? That's kind of hard. I know. I, it is. It is for sure. But that's I've heard that perspective from some people. Um, yeah. I've I've heard the perspective of that um, children should only be with their fathers simply because of that reason, because men are um, typically seen as the um, heads of households and and I know that sometimes men with egos, and not just egos, but just the fact that that's their household, this is their territory, this is who they're providing, protecting for, that no other man should be able to come in and dictate what I do here. And so because of that, that the children should be with their fathers because um, they're, in essence, the head, and they're doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> That's so, oh my gosh. Yeah. And those are some like, I was like, okay, really? And so you have all these different perspectives and I don't really know what the right one is. Because and I think, I don't think there is one. I think it's yeah comfort level and, and yeah. something that we always talk about communication because, yeah, you know, exactly. I don't know the history doesn't sound like they have the best history you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. or anything like that, but it comes down to communication. Like, whew, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you do, know, I, I do. I do think it's important, though, that whatever the decision is, that our opinions shouldn't influence the children, because now she's as a little five-year-old is going back. Mm-hmm. Now she's learning how to cover up who she is or how she really feels mm-hmm. because she she realizes this is going to affect my dad or maybe if it was yeah. mom, it's going to affect my mom. And so now you're creating an environment of a person who is um, more geared to please than hurt mm-hmm. your feelings type. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's so many different ramifications that could possibly happen from that, that stemming from this little, and I won't say little, but this um, situation. Yeah. So I think it's very important um, sometimes for parents um, and adults in general, just to be mindful of how we influence children. Right. Cause I, I told them I, I'm very blunt when it comes to conversations like that, especially if you're mm-hmm. venting to me. I'm allow you to vent, but then I'm always yeah. that person who tries to see the different sides of things. You know, I want you mm-hmm. to look at it both ways. He wasn't really there to look at it both ways. And I said, you know, I said, you really don't want your daughter to resent you. You know, I said, you really don't want that. I said, because you almost are putting her in a bad position. Well, you are putting her, from my perspective, in a bad position because, you have a little bit of, I don't want to say anger, but it's something that's there. You're irritated. And she 
children pick up on a lot of things. Babies pick up on a lot of things. So when oh, she's yeah. there, say she's trying to tell you something about home and she's playing with her toy or, you know, maybe he put something together for her or whatever, and she's trying to just say, hey, Papa, such a – and now you give her that look and she has that fear in her. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I'm coming from. Mm, I'm like, right. you know – you're stopping her in her tracks because you're giving her a look of death. Like you better not say his name. It's such and such. You know what I mean? Right. That's, where he, that's the level of where he was coming from. He was hot. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I just feel for the, you know, the child is really the, you know, the victim and all of this. I want to say victim, but you yeah. know, she's really the one right. that should be protected and you have to figure that out. We're grown. Your parents um, you got to figure it out. And I said, maybe there's a way you can come to a compromise or something um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, nope. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. That's that's how you feel. But I think eventually, like you said, a conversation between mm-hmm. the three of them is something that definitely mm-hmm. needs to be done between the, Absolutely. you know, the the daughter's mom and then the husband. And like I said, it's not something that's fresh and new. She's been with this, this, um, her husband for a few years as far as marriage wise, you know, so it's not something that's fresh. And I think you got to put some things to the side, egos, whatever, piss contest, whatever you want to call it, put that to the side when it comes to the damn kid. I'm sorry. So, (laughs) (laughs) and, and that, that, that's definitely, uh, true. That's, that those are facts for real. I think uh, with parenthood, and although I'm not a parent, um, I have so many nieces and nephews that I feel like I'm parents to, or even other you know kids along the way that you can be parent. Well, oh, yeah. I'll put parent yeah. in quotation marks, um, <laughs> mentor <laughs> um, too. But I do realize and just kind of see that at that as parents um, that you do there is a lot of. Um, things that you have to put to the side and sometimes mm-hmm. think about the best interests of your, your child. And unfortunately, it appears, especially in our communities, that sometimes our children are not put um, at the forefront of, mm-hmm. of our decision-making. Yeah. And, and I'll say and that so- because it, it's just, I mean, you can see that on social media. You can see even oh my um, gosh, of course. with you, with YouTube, <laughs> that whole thing where the, where the young lady was, you know, cut the braids out of the little daughter's hair. Yeah. And so those things are like really good examples of how sometimes, and, and not just to put the spotlight on her, but also, you know, the male played a factor in, I, I'm not sure if he reacted the perfect way, but, but she, at any rate, I think right. sometimes <laughs> that right. we see, you know, we see this evident in social media and in all these different videos and things that are going on, but we see that sometimes the children are not put first. Um, right. And, because and not so much s- stuff going on from behind the scenes that yeah, they have. Absolutely. The bickering mm-hmm. and fights and all of that that's yeah. just coming forward is built up that never was dealt with. Yeah, right, right. It makes it it makes it very, very difficult. And I think, um, and I, I think as parents, you know, um, it's a challenging <clears throat> thing because you still want to be who you are, but yet and still you've decided and made the choice um, to bring life into the world and to, um, prepare and, you know, raise children. So at some point there is going to be some type of sacrifice 
uh, along the way, um, yeah. you know, um, whether people want to admit it or not. Um, yeah. I think there is some type of sacrifice when it comes to parenting and um, not that you Something totally lose clicks. yourself. Right. Yeah. Something definitely clicks when you find out that you are about to have a child and bring it into the world. Something should turn over in the brain. And most people, in most cases, it usually does, but some yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So some it doesn't. And then it, it, it all goes back to what we were saying before. It depends on the structure, your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all that plays a role in those things as well. And like you said, here we are, some of us bring babies into the world, into that structure and, oh, child, <laughs> the environment right. is like, you know, it, it's almost a lost cause. I hate to say it, but it mm-hmm. almost is sometimes based on the environment that they have that they're being brought into. So, yeah, it, if de- it's hostile, definitely it, it shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And I guess it boils back to what you you said initially, and some of the other conversations we've had. That you know is is communication, but also in these instances, is communication. But there's also um, a form of respect that needs to be in place mm. as well. Mm. Um, and I and sometimes those lines are crossed, especially when it comes to past relationships and the hurts and the feelings Lord. and the things that you've gone through. And then you mm-hmm. kind of bring that baggage sometimes into the other one, or you've not gotten over what has truly happened, and so you're still holding some resentment or whatever. Yeah. And it comes out in your in your interactions with one another. Your and energy. So <laughs> right, exactly. And so now there's a level of disrespect already underlying and brewing. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes that can lead to to issues that are not in the best yeah. interest of the children nor the that those relationships either. I'm sure that puts a strain right. um, on both and I, couples, you know. And based on this conversation that um, me and this gentleman had or whatever, I mm-hmm. honestly think that is the undertone of everything. There's no level mm-hmm. of respect. Um, you know, like you said, she she's trying to talk to him about that situation, but the way, mm-hmm. and I know when you're mad, you're mad. Because when I get mad, there's no, you know, it takes a minute for me to, <laughs> to calm mm-hmm. down sometimes. But the mm-hmm. stuff he was saying, I just know, I'm like, okay, you have no level of respect for uh, the dude and you kind of don't really have a level of respect for certain things that she's trying to tell you or at least ask of you. It's like it's going through one end or not the other from what right. I gather, from what he was just, just how he was saying the things that he was saying. And I was like, okay, okay, coach. You know, it's one of those things like <laughs> I might just have to shut up because you just, just yeah. let you talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because I think but it's one of those situations that, you, like you said, we're not gonna necessarily have an answer to. They have to find no, an answer within within their their construct of their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I brought up the age because it's like I I have a a cousin that I view as my brother. I love him to death, and he's mm-hmm. you know I'm not saying in a similar situation, but he's married and they have a five-year-old together, but she came in from a previous relationship and has a daughter that is like, I think, 13, 14 years old. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't call him dad or anything of related to father or anything like that. She calls him by his first name. And Mm -hmm. he explained to her communication. (laughs) He was like, you know, I am never, nor am I ever going to try to take your dad's place. You have a father, you know, um, you know, that's, that's, 
it was what pretty much whatever you feel comfortable with. If you want to eventually call me pops or dad or whatever, I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. you. I feel comfortable with that or without it. He was like, it's not a necessary thing. Um, and again, right. like I said, she's 13, 14. That's a conversation you have yeah. because, yeah. you know, she does. She has a father. She knows who her father is or whatever, where he, whether he's as active in his life um, in her life as my cousin is, you know, that's something, mm-hmm. whatever. But at the same time, she acknowledges that she has a dad and Darren or my cousin, Darren, Hey, Darren, <laughs> um, is respected, <laughs> is respected yeah. of, um, you know, of a stepdad, but you know, she doesn't call him dad. So yeah, you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, um, along with it, like you're saying, the the age does play a huge factor. Because as you get older, mm-hmm. you you get to that point where you start making your own decisions, especially as teenagers. You know, as teenagers, we can be very moody and very emotional. And and, and yet we still, you know, have some of us had good um, thinking <laughs> along the way, <laughs> good decision-making yes. skills, you know, a little bit. But yeah. at that point, you, I think you're more exploring who you are as um, and who you're developing into. And so as, as teenagers, you have more of an opinion. And like you said, you can have those conversations. Like you can kind of sit down and reason a little bit with a teenager versus a, um, you know, someone that's a lot younger. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it, I think that would make a huge difference on if you decide on, hey, yeah, I want to call this person, you know, my dad or give them a nickname um, I, I think it's a better situation. Well, I won't say it's a better situation, but I'll say maybe it's a little bit easier to navigate as far as just the communication piece. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's what, it, like, we go back to it all the time, <laughs> communication. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it always boils down to is communication. I think so many people have a lot of um, issues with communication because sometimes it, a lot of people I've learned don't know how to handle escalated conversations mm. or they already try to map out like we talked about in one of our previous episodes. They already m- want to map out what they think you're going to say. So they already have mm-hmm. that negativity energy within them because they are, they're not even listening. They already know what they're going to say because they're trying to get it out so bad. Um, when they have a conversation with someone like, okay, I I heard it, but I didn't hear it. So let me say this. And it's like, did you at least acknowledge what I said? And so they they just want to take it to that level of escalation. And it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, that's, I think that that comes with communication because a lot of people, they, they don't know how they just don't know how. And that's where I was telling you the other day, because I, Guys, it's really hard for me. I curse a lot. You might not know this, but I cuss a lot. So this is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's to, like, say a bunch of stuff that I probably want to say. So, But I was talking to Brandy the other day, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm really going to work on that. I said, because when you curse sometimes, there's a level of frustration and stuff like that. But at the same time, a lot of people curse because they don't, they can't convey what they mm. really want to say. I've right. always heard that. You ever yeah, heard like you too. flipped in front of your? I don't know if you ever flipped in front of mm-hmm. you know an elderly mm-hmm. uh, elder or something like that. I've done that. Be like, stop all that yeah. cussing. Like, oops, yes, ma'am. 
asking me. Like, you yeah. don't even know what you're saying. You just need to say what you really want to say, doing all that cussing. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> right. So that's what happens usually with uh, relationships um, or just when conversations need to be had, but they're afraid to have them. I feel it comes um, from not knowing really the proper way how to communicate because you're just so frustrated and have so much built up that you can't translate it the way that it needs to be done. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an art to communication, uh, for sure, oh, yeah. to learn how to have those engagements. It's like the art <clears throat> of war, you know what I mean? Like there's always rules and there's always there's different things, steps, and and I just think that um, if we do a lot more listening versus talking sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I've heard mm-hmm. that you have two ears and one mouth and one tongue or whatever. And so that should give us a clue that maybe we should listen a little bit more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love it. um, (laughs) But I do think, you know, if we do listen a little bit more and listen more maybe to understand Mm -hmm. or at least attempt to understand, yeah, comprehend one another or even sometimes put yourself in the other person's shoes. And I know it's difficult to do, especially depending on what the situation is, especially yeah. when it comes to like hurt, being hurt or betrayed or lied to is very difficult to even see that maybe that person lied because they were fearful of something else or mm-hmm. they did this because of that, you know, not to say that it's right, but I'm just saying, um, I know it's hard to kind of step into those into that role because, you know, I've had to deal with that um, myself, you know, trying to put myself in the other person's shoes because I'm seriously yeah. hurt, you know, yeah. about what you've done. And so um, sure. <laughs> sometimes when you're going through that, all of this, um, I'm trying to understand you goes out the door and I don't want to hear anything <laughs> you have to say. But... <laughs> right. But some as, people, though, you kind of got to have that head yeah. side turn like, bruh, did you really just say that? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I guess that's where the art comes in, the art of communication, because you got to finesse it a little bit. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. boxer, you know what I'm saying? You got to bob Yeah. sometimes. Sometimes you got to protect yourself. Yeah, you know, other times you got to go after them. So um, everything is strategic. I, I, it it really is. It really is. But I do think that in communication a lot of times and, and just in these relationships and even uh with the situation that we, we started off with with the um with the little one and her dad, uh mm-hmm. just even for him to be able to hear her, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe to even have the even though she's five, maybe sit down and have that conversation and say, you know, baby, what do you, what do you think? And, and how do you feel about this person? And why do you call that person, you know, or just Mm -hmm. asking some of those maybe age appropriate questions so that maybe he could hear her heart. And then maybe that would help settle his a little bit. Right. And that's what I'm thinking. That would, I mean, that's, the obvious, well, I can't say even the obvious, but you're absolutely right. That's what I felt. And in a roundabout way, that's kind of what I said. But at the mm-hmm. same time, when a person is shooting that energy that they have and his yeah. level of, uh, you know, the escalation that was in his <laughs> voice and um, he wasn't hearing any yeah. of that. And like I said, it kind of goes back to, you know, when we mentioned about you didn't deal with certain things in life. And so mm-hmm. now it spills over. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I believe is spilling over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to disclose anything that I I know, but I really do think some of the things that is coming out of this situation of how he feels is certain things that he has not dealt with at all. 
Mm. And it is definitely coming out into this situation. So that's a you thing, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a you thing. And that, that's a lot of issues mm-hmm. that a lot of people have, my, my, mm-hmm. myself included. Sometimes I have mm-hmm. to deal with my you stuff because it spills out. Yeah. And I'm like, Renee, that's a you thing, girl. Why are you, why are you going off like that? That's a you thing. I got to, oh, okay, that mm-hmm. was a trigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> know your triggers. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> that is so, yeah. so true. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I think a lot of our situations are you things. Um, and, and, I, and it goes to uh, being able to self-reflect and kind of look inwardly and really address those issues. I think a lot of times we sweep so much under the rug. Um, we huh. don't address, you know, tragedies or traumas because a lot of us have faced many traumas as children or along the way in mm-hmm. life, and we just don't either take the time to deal with them, don't know, mm-hmm. don't have the tools to deal with them, or yeah. um, really um, – standoffish when it comes to therapy, because I think especially in in, um, the black community, sometimes mental health and therapy can be seen as taboo things and you just sweep that under the rug. And, you know, that's just crazy. Uncle Joe, well, Uncle Joe has some other things going on. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we don't really take hold to those tools. And even, you know, it comes to um, even uh, the church itself, you know, because sometimes we put the stamp of, um, well, just pray about it, and God will take mm. care of it. And I'm like, this mm. is true, but I also believe that God gives us wisdom and he gives us tools while we're here and that yeah. we're able to utilize those tools. So it, I, I think that we don't address those things from way back when. And so those traumas, we're all laden, trauma-laden, and mm-hmm. now we, we face a situation later in life, and those things, as you're saying, they're spilling over and they're coming out. And I know that's not yeah. the story for everybody. That's not what we're right. saying by any means. But if we really take a look, most a lot of us do not really reflect any or, or go back and try to heal those things um, that yeah. we have been exposed to. I, I I agree with that so much. It's so weird because it's like in most community, well, black communities, I would say, how many times have you heard what stays in this house just stays in this house? Mm-hmm. And, yes. You know what I mean? And then when you, when somebody is noticing something like body language, whether it's somebody at your school or your child's school, or they're getting in a lot of fights and they're bringing you in to talk to, you know, find out mm-hmm. what's going on. They got all this stuff going on at home, but they feel they can't release. But then mm-hmm. when it's offered to them, we take it away as, you know, that was their outlet, but we're taking it away from them because we don't want them to discuss what's going on in the household to another person because now you're telling the household business to somebody that don't got right. no reason to be knowing your business. But that's what you <laughs> kind of need sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's what's needed. You need somebody to kind of look in and look at another, just another way. And so many things surface from when you do talk to someone like a therapist oh, yeah. or counselor, those those things come up and you're like, oh, that's when you figure it out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but you that's do. not where we're taught. We're not taught that. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's, it's a bad thing if you have to go there. And I just, um, I've learned along the way that I don't think that's a bad thing. I think um, mm-hmm. there are things that um, you can deal with on your own 
And I think that there are things that sometimes you just need, you need a little help. You need a little assistance. Mm-hmm. You need a, um, a, an unbiased person to come in because I can come mm-hmm. and talk to my girlfriend. Like I can come and talk to you about anything, of course, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also know that you, you love me and you're my friend and you're going to um, try to protect me as much as you can too. Exactly. And I know that sometimes in our friendships, and not that it's a bad thing, it's just that sometimes you do need that person that doesn't know you to mm-hmm. point out some stuff to you. Because you could say it to me, and and it it hits me. But sometimes when it's someone um, on the outside, outside looking in that you know that hits mm-hmm. you, then it's like, oh, okay, all right, I really need to work on this or something, and, and right. not negate the the um, validity that into what you're saying to me. What I am saying is that sometimes it just takes that that extra push or that extra something sometimes to right. to get you to move and change and just kind of evaluate your situation and yourself. Exactly. The child needs to know the difference between, okay, you did something wrong and I popped your little mm-hmm. tail. Um, yeah, right. that don't need to be said to your teachers and stuff. But at the same time, they also need to know that if such and such touch you inappropriately, um, right. Something has to be said to me, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. if something something is just too close to home, they need to know mm-hmm. that's not right, and they can go to a counselor, or, you know, a therapist or something right. like that to deal with that situation. But that doesn't mean that your child is just telling everything that's going on in your house because I know if right. I was a mom, you did something wrong. I didn't pop a lot of tails, but my god, kids know <laughs> I didn't pop them. But that ain't something to go out and tell folks. <laughs> right. Okay, you just told all the people. She's just I'm kidding just everybody. No. <laughs> they know. <laughs> exactly. We're not saying a beat down. I'm just saying. Right. Oh, Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do. I do agree that. Um, that everything that happens in the house does not need to stay in the house. I think mm. there are some things um, that people just need help with, and yeah. that includes going to a professional. And and you're right, not blabbing it all down your street and all mm-hmm. over the, but just to really find someone, um, if if it's necessary, you know, to help you kind of work through whatever the situation is, and and even if it's a bad situation, to help you get out of what's being done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so That's important, too. Mm-hmm. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times, um, you know, we bring up scenarios or situations and then we almost put a fear. Um, it's a, almost a level of fear. Like if something that this does happen, just know I'm going to do this now, you know, and I'm not saying that's wrong because we all want to protect our children, when, especially when it comes to children, but we all want to protect our kids and, right. you know, we want to give them a level of comfort saying if this happens to you or anything crazy happens to you, let me know and we're going to handle it accordingly versus let me know and I'm going to kill that person. Now, that, right. may, have, you may, that may be how you feel and we all going to feel that if something happens to your close friend or yeah. your child or anything like that, oh, you're going to tear something up. At least that's what you feel. But mm-hmm. sometimes when especially kids are impressionable. And so sometimes, I, it's my personal opinion, everybody's not going to agree with me, but sometimes when kids are at a certain age and you talk to them a certain way, especially when it comes to something you're passionate about, um, I feel that 
the anger that you are trying to convey to them that will be, you know, the level of, you know, anger that you're going to have if they tell you something, um, that can also tell them, like, they're going to get in trouble and this is going to happen. My daddy or mom is going to kill this person. And then that can Mm -hmm. also backfire and make them not want to tell you. So you have mm. to be careful about the way you convey the message to your child about yes. certain things, too. That's my personal yes. perspective. Mm-hmm. And that comes from yeah. a personal matter. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's a, yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's, that is so true. That is, <laughs> I, yeah, that's very true. Because, you know, like we said earlier, children are very perceptive. Um, mm-hmm. even though we may think that they are not, but they really, really are. They're, you know, like animals have a really keen sense um, because, and, and for me, I just think it's because they're really, um, that's that just innate nature about them, right? And I think mm-hmm. as children, we're very close to that innate nature of who we are, very pure, mm-hmm. very open. And so we're very perceptive as children because we haven't really been tainted too much, mm-hmm. most, and I'll say most because I know that there are cases, and you know, but of course. at that at that age, as, as a young child, you're very <laughs> perceptive, and so whatever, and you believe you're, and, and with that comes you're, you're gullible, and so yeah. you believe the beliefs and values and norms and all that stuff that your parents or your influencers who are around you have spoken Mm -hmm. to you. And so Mm -hmm. you're right. If you, if I come off and I'm angry and I'm saying, Hey, if this happens and this is what I'm going to, then yeah, I'm going to believe because I don't Mm -hmm. have any reason not to believe. Exactly. And so you're you're absolutely right. It it can um, backfire in, in that manner um, as well. But then I've also learned that as children get older, as they learn the, the ropes a little bit, that sometimes they use that. Um, as yes. a tool, as a manipulation as well. And so that's kind of a sticky situation mm-hmm. uh, at, <laughs> at times. But <laughs> maybe that's yes. another conversation. That's but, a whole, yes. Um, <laughs> we got to get it. That's a new one. <laughs> exactly. But at, for, for this enjoy. conversation, yeah, you're right. We have to, as um, as adults, be mindful of how we're having these conversations and how we're expressing ourselves to our children and um, to our loved ones or extended family or whomever so that they recognize that we do care about them and we would be upset about it, but not to the point where they feel like they can't come tell us because some type of harm is going to come, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, we would love to hear your feedback about this conversation. I know we kind of included a lot of things, but I definitely want to hear about your thoughts, your perspective about the um, the married couple with the child, if she should call him dad or not. Um, yeah. So just let us know. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, on the 1st and the 15th of every month, we'll be uploading a new conversation. Be sure to follow at Besties Podcast on Instagram, like, tag a friend, and turn on your notifications. If you have any topics you would like for us to discuss, click the email link in our bio on Instagram.